1: Hello, Nacho experts. Welcome to a Patreon only episode of Mother May I see Podcast. It's a mini sode. I brought on a friend today. Actually, my literal drug dealer is our guest today. <laughs> um, I reached out to the universe at the beginning of quarantine and said, does anyone out there like maybe, you know, work at Starbucks and want to hook me up? Um, with the Passion Iced Tea Brew Bags. And I did get a message from a fellow nacho expert, because you guys always have my back. Um, She's here today. She's mailed me, I believe, a total of 10 tea bags. Uh, Incredibly generous, has gotten me through this whole thing. It's really one of the few simple joys I have in this life. So (laughs) thank you for being here and providing me with um, honestly, so, like such an exclusive treat. Like I, I'm so humbled by it. It won't be ever lost on me that I got the true plug. Like not a substitute. like, I didn't have to go out and do it some like rich, crazy person way. Like I just straight up, I got the plug.
2: Oh, you are more than welcome. It's the least I could do. And I understand, you know, working at Starbucks, there's not there's no substitute for that uh, passion tea, so you've got to have the real stuff.
1: Yeah, like, what the fuck is that? Why is that?
2: It's, okay, as far as I know, it, the tea has no actual, like, passion fruit in it. I don't really know why it's called passion tango iced tea, but it's, yeah. like, hibiscus, herbal, there, there's, like, some cinnamon in there. I don't know. It's good.
1: It's bomb. It's so good. And I feel like they would make a fortune if they just sold it. Because I'll get a tea and I'll drink that over two days, honey. Like, I really <laughs> will nurse that for two days. I'm big on, that's like my treat when I go out. I always get um, a Trenta. I go really big oh, and I yeah. drink it over the course of two days. Um, passion that. tea, light water, um, yeah. three pumps of raspberry. And that's my jam. Oh, right okay. Okay. The raspberry really, like, sends it to the next level.
2: I do. I like that or sometimes I like it with a little lemonade. Or if you want to get really crazy when you take it home like mix it with seltzer, but that's just Oh,
1: that's actually really smart. And I mean, I I am doing it at home. So I can totally Well, there you go. Try. Yeah. But I'll do that tonight maybe. Um but yeah, I accidentally, like, I was just drinking that every morning when I woke up. And somehow I wound up, like, kind of quitting caffeine. Like, I mean, I I didn't do it oh, intentionally. Nice. Like, I'll drink it still. Like, I just went, like, three weeks without caffeine. And I was like, I think I just did the thing. Um, and then I had, like, a Diet Coke or something. Like, I wasn't intentionally quitting mm. caffeine. But, like, it, there's something about it that makes the day start, right? Like, I'm like, oh, I'm finally awake. I had my passionized tea. Maybe it's the, the <laughs> sugar and the raspberry. Who knows? Um, I love that for you. By the way, this might be more boring than listening to someone talk about their dreams. Like, really, <laughs> coffee orders is not that interesting. Um, it's I will, not. It's really not. I will ask you um, – to just brainstorm it. We don't have to get to it now. We'll get to it by, by the end of this conversation about this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But think of like your craziest customer story and maybe not the one that comes off the dome. Maybe just like yeah. one that really sits with you. And so oh, I have so many. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll hit you at some point while we're discussing this movie you picked. And I'm so glad you did. It's called he knows your every move. And Initially you wanted to do um something like The Pregnancy Pact or 15 and Pregnant and like dude for some reason I've been putting those movies off for years and I think part of it is because um I don't find them like sad or interest I've never connected to those movies is that fucked up mm-hmm. No I don't think so and I the reason I
2: first went in that direction is because I kind of do connect to those
1: movies um well no a lot of people do they're like very popular movies
2: yeah and I don't I don't know but like um I was glad that we went with he knows your every move because I I love like I love anything involving like the hacker anything where like girl you're being tracked I know your computer is compromised that's like yeah I like that shit
1: it's so good. Well, first of all, I just wanted to really quickly mention that I I want to personally examine for me. I think that's why I mentioned it, why I'm not interested in the pregnancy pack. I feel like that's a personal oh, question I to ask myself. <laughs> so I just want to be clear with everyone. I, I know so many of you love those movies. I have to first really look at the malls in the mirror and say, what the fuck is up? Like, why do you why are you so adverse uh, to these movies? Cause I like teen mom and shit. Like I'm down with a teen mom. But
2: oh, I love Teen Mom. Teen so Mom, good.
1: too. It's so good. Um, but you picked a really great movie, as you were saying, so many good elements. And another thing they did in this movie, besides just like the general fun of stalker, like, mm-hmm. obsessive og- guy, creepy guy, which they, I thought they did pretty well, um, they, we also got internet. This is like an influencer type girl
2: yes yeah she's like um getting her own app she's got a column she's yeah
1: do you think this movie is based on like me because I noticed her name was <laughs> Molly and I was like well wow, I like also like use the internet and like do like do you think that partially I I influence this movie
2: I was going to ask you if that was like weird <laughs> for you that it was a girl named Molly and like no
1: no. I like honestly it's so weird because I it's I have one friend named Molly that when I say her name to her it feels like it's her name yeah and and I have other friends named Molly that I feel like oh it's like so I'll never sort of get over the fact that we have the same name it always has like a weird charm to it like and I think it's (laughs) mostly the Molly's that we were all like known on Tumblr at the same time like Molly Lambert Myself and then um Molly, um oh, I feel like an asshole for forgetting her name because she's really good too her best friend's name Alice, Alice Gregory is Ooh. her best friend Molly, oh my God, what's her name? um they went to Brown, like i fucking probably know her parents' names, but I can't think of her last name right now, um. Molly good Molly Good something. Um fuck.
2: I wish I could help you out. I don't know Molly Goodman.
1: No, Mm. that's not it. Fuck. Oh god damn it. What is her name? Um hold on. Oh no. <sighs> Molly Bloom? No, that's Molly's game. All right, you know, I'm a bad person and whatever. We should move on from this because I could go all day. But the other Molly, that's that's when okay. I that's what like those girls I'm like, "Oh, it's so weird we have the same name." But my friend Mo- Molly Tarlov, like that feels like her name to her when I talk to her. Um. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. And I actually I share names with like dogs mostly. There's a lot of dogs named Molly, and I love that. That's true.
2: I don't personally, I don't really love human names for dogs. But like, I get it. I my dog's name is Holly. And I had a coworker named Holly. And like, I just thought about my dog every time I worked with her.
1: <laughs> anyway, so like, so like, but that's the thing, though, is like, I love that someone would think of their dog when they think of me. Okay, like, good. Yeah. You know, like, because like, people love their dogs. It's a positive association, right? But Definitely. I know what you mean. It's it's also yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm still like I can't believe I forgot other Molly's name. There was like <laughs> with the Molly's, um, whether we liked it or not. So anyway, this movie's great because um, all right, it starts out with <laughs> this like we see a scene of this woman like you know getting dressed in her room, and she's clearly being watched through some sort of camera, and this guy's perving on her. And this chick Mm -hmm. is a um, influencer who is a writer. I guess she does like cooking recipes. It seems like she's sort of like a Bon Appetit personality in this sort of like like, watered-down world, and I feel like her boss is supposed to be, like, a diet Miranda Priestley. sort of, like... Yeah. Oh, I
2: loved her boss.
1: <laughs> her boss was great, and, like, they really went for, like, the high kook factor with her, for sure. Like, they were making her really, like, you know, this woman does nothing but work and drink, and <laughs> yeah, just, like, out there. Um... And I and I liked that about her because she also was very fond of Molly, which was is not something you typically see in a movie where a boss like loves their employee. Same, yes, I liked their
2: relationship
1: throughout. Um, so she's making these like little videos that go along with her weekly column, um, which means her career is now officially taking off. Her column's called Twenty Minute Meals with Molly um yeah so like the, one of the main like sets in this like show is the restaurant that they all go to it's supposed to be like their local LA bistro where they go and eat the habanero tacos and like, yeah <laughs> this is a big plot point <laughs> are just so spicy I know like the restaurant got so much play like I had to wonder if the set was free <laughs>
2: oh my god I didn't even think of that but like for because there was multiple multiple scenes like they really it was a whole plot point at the end.
1: We were in the restaurant more than we were in her apartment. Yeah. Everything happens there. Like at, now that I think about it you I bet that like they had they filmed most of their stuff there in like a week. And that was like a whole week of filming. Yeah. I could totally see that just bang it out i think it's smart not so it's like um their central perk so she has a friend group where they barely said anyone's names for the first like 40 minutes of the movie like they have um like this one chick ramona who's her best friend who's engaged to a guy Mm -hmm. named karen and then there's another best friend whose name we literally did not find out until like 30 minutes into the movie
2: no, I, you're right. I was taking notes and I could not, I had to go back and I put closed captions on at one point so I could figure out their names because I was like, who is this girl? And I, it, I'm i like, I can't just call her the black friend, but that's what she was at that point. But actually totally. she was Angie, yeah, LA detective. We love her.
1: It's hard not to have a little like hatred towards Lifetime whenever they fuck up with, like, the one person of color on the entire cast. Like, it's always so frustrating, because it's like, oh, of course you wouldn't say her name for the first 20 minutes. Like, what the fuck? Like, so even the way they were sat, like, she seemed like someone who was just filling a bar space at first, and then she finally said something, and I was like, oh, why is that woman over there talking to them? Oh, okay. Like, I didn't realize she was part of the friend group. Um, And that's, like, something where consistently I just wish Lifetime had a little bit more, like... If they were a little bit more thoughtful about how they executed things. Like, as opposed to just being like, oh, look, we cast, you know, we cast someone different than our, like, typical white actors. Like... Yeah. You actually also have to, like, make sure that you... Don't like put them off to the side or like not say their name for twenty minutes, like things like that. like I would make sure to have respect for that character the way you respect the other characters anyway um bothers me it It is starting to bother me a little bit, and I gotta maybe... Yeah. it's it's hard because once you start looking with too much of a critical eye at lifetime, you're like fucked so yeah you it's true. you kind of have to let these put things like come that in the bubble a little bit, yeah. Um. yeah but anyway so yeah. <clears throat> she's having like <laughs> she's having dinner with these friends and Aaron her friend's husband can't handle the spice and <laughs> no. like when he starts for some reason something about this scene the way that they were talking about how she should get back together with her ex-boyfriend Dylan um, I wrote in my notes like I feel like Aaron is the stalker right away like I, I picked him as my first pick for stalker Oh okay, because I just thought something about it.
2: He his vibe to me was just like the absolute like in my mind at first I thought his name was Kevin because he just seemed like (laughs) the most basic. Yeah, like he can't handle his spice. He has to drink a glass of milk, which like that is the most embarrassing thing to me. Like as a grown adult ordering a glass of milk at a restaurant, like
1: that's entirely.
2: I, I did not think that he could handle, uh, being a stalker, but I, I mean, I could see why you could get that vibe, like a creepy well, vibe. Well, I mean,
1: I think, like, he just seemed, like, impotent, and I think I assumed that, <laughs> like, I put that under the category of, like, incel, stalker, angry at women, women, like, yeah. also it would be really interesting if her best friend's fiancé was her stalker. Um, That's true. It
2: would be a twist.
1: But anyway, so her friends really want her to get back together with her ex, Dylan, but Dylan's like a, a motocross guy, and he's not cultured. Yeah. Molly's, you know, really trying to get to the next level in life. Um, so we find out Dylan actually lives next door to her, and, you know, they have a brief conversation when she gets home, just a really quick back and forth about how she's bummed out that they got rid of the antique handles that they had in the kitchen. Um, they're renovating it and they like took out their keys and they're going to like a key card entry system now too.
2: Yeah. What would you think Which of handles? I, I yeah, I thought that was an interesting um note about her like missing the vintage shit handles and um I they're based so like you said they're renovating both of their apartments and this is her ex-boyfriend and they live their neighbors like sharing a wall and like I don't love the key card entry thing it, to me it makes it's like it makes me think of like my dorm in college like swiping in yeah and um I was like how is that an upgrade like just put a real lock on your door
1: Dude, I saw these people on TikTok the other day, which I am considering down uh, deleting from my phone because I do know that they're tracking me. They're spying Oh, it's terrible. Me. They have all my information. <laughs> um, but I saw this woman saying, like she said, like I, my husband, my tech geek husband finally convinced me to get chipped. And so- Oh my I, God. Did you post that on your Instagram story? Because I'm pretty sure I saw that. I don't think I did. Maybe I did, but I- I definitely like thought about it. Maybe I did post it on my Instagram story, or I might have even texted. I don't if maybe I don't, I, maybe I saw it on Twitter or something. But she gets like that key card in her arm, right? In her like in the webbing between like her thumb and her, oh, in her finger thumb. finger, <sighs> in that like webbing on your hand, so you know she can like fucking feel that chip when she presses down. Yeah, that's Based up a totally great acupressure point, by the way, but. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, that is... Well, does your husband also have a chip? Like, what what do you mean he convinced you? Why do you need one? Like, Yeah,
2: where's his fucking chip?
1: Can't one of you have a key? Like, I don't know. I just would never let anyone implant something inside of my body. Especially, it feels weird with all the conspiracy that's going around. Especially with, like, Bill Gates and everything. All, like, the putting a chip in you conspiracies. Yeah. It feel like... That might have been, like, a. if I was the Chinese government, I'd be trying to normalize that with, like, a pretty blonde housewife, like, going to happily get her chip inserted in her and then get into her house all cool. That <sighs> that's feels, so dark. That feels like some, you know, other side shit. Like, you know, some... Yeah. We're coming... We're, we're fucking you from the inside now. Like, that's what I think we're supposed to be worried about with TikTok is, like, the long-term ramifications of, like things being normalized on there that was like the whole thing that just came out recently anyway about it they're yeah they're using propaganda but who cares like <laughs> but it's so fun For <laughs> it. a good time not a long time like, I don't know <laughs> what to say and like honestly if I'm really in some bad shit and the government of China can somehow catfish or like catfish me blackmail me <laughs> like good, fine. Then maybe that's what I deserve for Yeah, I, I'm like looking at my phone and I'm just have to say phone. I'm kidding. Okay. I really want <laughs> the Chinese government to punish me for information to find out about me, but I'm just saying it might be a nice way to hold me accountable. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So there's the key card entry thing. I have to say, it's also insane to me that like the landlords would be redoing their entire building and they're going to start with like keyless entry. And changing and, your door handles and like your you know, I know. <laughs> like what are they doing? That was it, definitely the electricity <laughs> barely works in the building. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Their priorities are so out of whack. That was definitely something I noted was like, how are these renovations being done? Because I mean, we'll see throughout the movie there's multiple scenes where there's just like paint can sitting around her apartment and there's like a door like leaning against the wall at one point you're like what is happening here that was something that um I don't know it just irritated me and was like this can't be safe like what is happening here
1: right no totally um so she fries her computer because she like she's someone in order for us to understand that she's like an inspired writer she has to talk out loud to herself all the time oh yeah her thing and um she spills a mug of coffee onto her computer because she's just being so you know verbose and like moving her arms around really having a creative moment um and then she goes into like this basically little place called like a computer clinic and it's you know, it's, like, why I like going to the Mac store. Like, it's why I pay extra to go to yeah. the Mac store you know, or the Apple store, whatever the fuck it's called. I call it the Mac store. Is that terrible? <laughs> That's so no, not at all. <laughs> I, like- I thought it, it was, like...
2: Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I just... I I thought it was, like, the great value genius bar. Like, it literally was called Computer Clinic Concierge, which I just thought was ridiculous. Um. And yeah, we please continue because I have other no, I on I bought a
1: cheap, like refurbished Mac once, and I um it broke, it like fried out, and so I had to take it to a store that was like authorized by Apple, but it wasn't Apple. It's this like place on Melrose, and. I just was like, oh my God, I gotta work so hard for the rest of my life to make sure that like I don't wind up in places like this my whole life. Like I need to get to the <laughs> Apple store, baby. Like I can't yeah. <laughs> like this in this weird place on Melrose. Like, fuck this. Like, absolutely not. Um, you know, I maybe I am elitist, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so she tells them, you know. As she, she's, for some reason, for someone who's worried about her data and privacy, she sure is quick to be like, but I have some stuff on here that I don't want people to see. And the guy's like, no, we just go into your operating system. You leave it here for a week. We'll bring it right back to you. So she has to leave it there. She doesn't have a choice. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like walked into a genius bar with a bunch of crazy shit on my computer, I probably wouldn't mention it.
2: Yeah. Like, what does she even have on there? Like,
1: I don't know. I thought maybe nudes. (laughs) Right. But like, but then why bring it up? Like,
2: um, she
1: probably meant like her, you know, I don't know. She probably meant like her mother's birthday or something, but like her top secret
2: 20 minute recipes. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, that (laughs) could also, Oh, that actually makes sense. Now. Now something makes sense that I will talk about later. Um, okay. But anyway, so she's uh now at a bar and she's talking to herself as she writes at a bar. And this guy comes in and he like really wants nothing to do with her, but he orders the tacos and she's like, "Oh, you know the tacos are great." And then the bartender Lawrence brings her out two tacos. Lawrence is a whole character, and yeah. he brings her out two complimentary tacos. And then she tells the guy, "Oh, here, have mine." Um, and slowly this guy warms up to her. Um, and you know, they cheers to new experiences. And it's just sort of like a little meeting, they don't even exchange names. So um we find out later that, you know, Dylan is still kind of into her. Um, and she then we go to um a bridesmaid's fitting because Ramona's getting married to Aaron. Um mm-hmm who might be the stalker and (laughs) Molly's just like completely checked out at her bridesmaids fitting. And like, I thought this scene could have been really like, I think this scene could have been really good if they allowed it to be good. Like it was just so quick. And I felt like there was such like a rare moment of seeing like our main character in a bridesmaid's dress, like out of fitting, something that allows for a lot of comedy. But instead we just saw her and her friends all in dresses For like three seconds and it was just like oh Molly you're distracted like what the fuck
2: yeah it was a super short scene and I honestly I really like her friends and I wanted to see a little more of them and she's like Molly's up there getting which the ugliest fucking bridesmaids dress I've ever seen by the way it looked like um uh someone tried to dress her up as like a halloween mummy or something but like purple and she's got her little notebook she's like all distracted and i liked her friends i thought it could have been longer but she like immediately bounces because they say that like her laptop's ready so she's just like okay bye oh and that's when i thought i thought this was interesting that this is when we find out that angie is um like a a detective
1: or whatever because a pd detective yeah
2: yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, Angie can balance her two separate investigations, but Molly's up here trying to meet her deadline by writing her recipes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it is true. Like, you know, social media will do that to you. You know, you just become really one track minded. But uh, <laughs> I will say that I would have loved these exact characters in a movie where it was like a honeymoon gone wrong, like they went on a bachelorette party and, like, you know, one of them got stolen or or they accidentally killed one or like you know some sort of like I I like these characters together and I also want to know how the fuck they know each other
2: yeah that's never addressed
1: it is like sort of like they had to have gone to college together they're just yeah to ever be in the same world like I think I think Ramona does some sort of real estate or business and Angela is- No, she's an architect. This is an important- Oh, right. ...point. Yeah. That's right. I thought she just knew architects. I was confused. So she's an architect, (laughs) and then Angela is an LAPD detective, and Molly writes 20-minute recipes. (laughs) Yeah. How the fuck do these randoms know each other? So- Phil from the computer place, he calls, Uh, she goes to go get her computer, and he says, as she's leaving, have fun at your friend's wedding this weekend, and it's like the music swells up, and she's like, what? And he's like, I saw your cake pop video, I'm a 20-minute meals fan. So, I guess Molly's famous, I guess that's what we're supposed to take from that. Um, So, she's late for work, she goes to meet with her editor, they have a great relationship, Um, her her editor says her piece was 99% awesome which I love. (laughs) Um, She says there's a real appetite for your recipes out there. Um, They're going to need another 20 recipes in three to four weeks. And Molly's like, what do you mean? Like, I, I actually was like, that seems like a pretty generous amount of time. I thought so too. I was like, four weeks for like 20 recipes?
2: Like, she seemed stressed by that, but that doesn't seem that stressful.
1: I feel like just in like the with boiling pasta to be in the first step, like you could knock out five meals. the one <laughs> day. I mean, and then again, you know, 100%. I'm not a professional chef, but I feel like a lot of that stuff, once you have a sense of what you're doing with it, you can just sort of throw it together. You know, It's a 20 minute meal isn't supposed to be too complicated. I don't know. I think that's kind of, I personally, I'm going to bump on that. I think it's strange for someone who's supposedly so prolific and amazing at her job that she can't pull out 20 recipes in three to four weeks. But you know, I I also am an intuitive cook and have never really looked at a recipe. So, um, (laughs) Corporate wants to do a Molly app, which is, like, big news. And she shows her the logo that they've mocked up. Molly's not supposed to know about the app, but, like, yeah, her boss can't help herself because she just wants her to win so bad. And she shows her a mock-up that they made. And this thing looks like when you go on Fiverr, like... <laughs> If you ask them to make a logo for you and like some person in India, like literally spends five minutes taking a clip art and putting your name on it. It was (laughs) so bad.
2: It's so bad. It's the ugliest logo. And I, it was, I was really hoping when they come back to that logo, like later in the movie when, you know, she's actually like working on this app, like maybe that'll be a better logo. And that was just, you know, an initial mock-up. No.
1: Should we talk about um, Rosalie McIntyre, the girl who played Molly? Oh, sure. First of all, I thought she was
2: very beautiful. Definitely. She kind of gave me, like, um,
1: Ashley Benson vibes a little bit. Totally. She has, like, Ashley Benson meets, like, 90s supermodel sort of elements to her in some ways. Like, she has that very commercial look, the way Ashley Benson does, but she also looks kind of fashion.
2: Yeah, definitely. She kind of has that like cat eye look you know, sort of thing, but like very nice teeth.
1: <laughs> totally. And she has a really interesting mole under her lip. Yes, which, you know, on a different face, not necessarily the move, you know. Like I thought she she she's like, you know, she's just pulling it off. She's killing it. Um, yeah. what would it be like to be born like that? Like looking <laughs> like, <laughs> being, like an actress like that what would life be like uh I can only imagine can't I mean can you it's crazy anyway she was born um in 1986 so she's 34 she's killing it she's a queen um some of her mm. work before she was at webcam girl 2 in true true detective I don't know if <laughs> there's any true detective fans out there she um <laughs> let's see it says she was a hostess on Entourage. I mean, this girl has done a lot of like little roles. Um, yeah, it seems like she's sort of finding her footing in TV movies. She's only done a few. She did The Fugitive, the series. Did that was is that good? Did that come out?
2: I have I have not seen that. That says tw- this year. Yeah. Um. Interesting, yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like she hasn't worked that much.
2: No, she really hasn't. Like you said, she's done just like some TV movies. Um, let's I check hadn't seen diet. her in anything.
1: She's from San Diego. I mean, it, I mean, you yeah. would think that her thing says that she was like a nurse before she decided to pursue acting because she is on the oh, no. for someone who. And then she lands this role. What the hell's going on over there, Rosalie? Her, no-
2: her known for is this movie. He knows your every move. A role in Victorious in two thousand ten, and a role in Entourage in two thousand four. Oh, and she's a Capricorn. Oh, like With me. A January fifth.
1: Oh, love that. Yeah, That's we a- should have a joint birthday. Should I reach out to her? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely. I'm That's January my
1: rising sign. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, I'm a uh, Aries moon, Gemini rising. Oh my
2: God. I love that. I'm a Gemini sun, Capricorn rising, Virgo moon.
1: Wait, what's like your, your birth one? Is that your. So like your sun sign. Yeah. That's your sun sign. And then. Yeah. So that's Gemini for me. And then I'm an Aries moon. And then. Yeah. Okay. All right. I understand. I understand. You know, I have to say as much as I feel like that gives me a sense of people when they say it, when it comes down to it, I have to be honest with myself. I'm not really sure what it means. Cause I don't like oh. these all caricatures of astrology sometimes, <laughs> you know, like I always want to be like, oh, like, yeah, oh, I know a I know a Gemini or whatever. But then, um, you know, like, I know people, like, I know an Aquarius who's, like, the sweetest person in the world and, like, goes against every stereotype of an Aquarius. But, like, I do mm-hmm. see that. I do see how it comes to, into play, like, at her root in some ways. Like, one time she said to me, if... I had to like absolutely kill someone to save the greater good I would absolutely do it and like I was like okay <laughs> all right he's like yeah I would yeah. Just take it into my own hands like <laughs> I was like all right oh yeah come. okay my
2: sister is an Aquarius and that's 100%
1: yeah <laughs> I just have never I never had that thought you know like I mean maybe like in a card game of some kind when they were like, would you kill someone to-? I'm like, yeah, sure. But like, <laughs> I never like really applied that to my life. So I thought that was always no. like an interesting way of thinking of it. What's like the most so true fair. thing about your Zodiac to you? Um, I mean,
2: Gemini, for sure, we get a lot of hate, which is totally valid in my opinion, because like we do have Donald Trump it's awful please dear god and like
1: Courtney Cox as well though exactly
2: so for me I'm like Gemini has the range and um the most true thing is just how like we are so completely like scatterbrained and just like a hundred thoughts going on at all times and I've also noticed that Geminis sort of like attract other Geminis like in a weird way they kind of like sort of like we know each other almost subconsciously like i've always like my best friend is a gemini like i used to date a gemini for a long long time like um i don't know That's what it is but it's like connection. yeah maybe maybe but i like i love being a virgo moon i feel like that gives me some intrigue i mean i barely like i hardly know what i'm talking about but like it's fun <laughs>
1: um well i mean god bless the geminis we need them Yes, You know, so anyway, um, her boss is basically like, you have to go do something for yourself because you don't want to wind up like me, um, which I thought was sort of depressing because I'm like, I want to wind up like you. Like, I think you're killing it. I know. I'm like, Caitlin, you're, you're living your best life, but okay. At the same time, I appreciate it. You know, she must have some deep regrets and yeah. it, it is what it is. Who is that actress, by the way? Let me find out who her boss is. Carolyn Hennessy is her name. She does seem like a good character actress. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of different stuff. She Oh, so she's our worker, bee over here. She's done everything. This woman works, okay? She has, like, five, six jobs a year. 2007, she was popping off. Yeah, this oh, woman's yeah. Oh, been working she, steady since 91,
2: baby. She had a huge run on General Hospital.
1: She was Mrs. Miss- oh my God. She was Mrs. Valentine on Dawson's Creek. She was the teacher that Pacey slept with.
0: Good.
2: Yeah, she was great.
1: Oh yeah, she's out here. She was um she played two different characters on that 70s show, and I love it when they do that. When they really like an actress and they bring her back to play. Oh yeah, that's
2: character.
1: fun. Um, let me see. Cougar Town. I mean, she's in, dude. She's in. Oh, she was on. Um, she was Penelope Ellis on Revenge. Loved that show. Did you watch Revenge? I didn't watch Revenge. You know, it's so strange. Is speaking of TikTok, um. <laughs> You might know her as Jenna Rank from 30 Going on 30, but Krista Allen, she was on Revenge. And dude, every TikTok I go on, Krista Allen is commenting. Oh my God, (gasps) really? Yes, I'm like, girl, like, how are you here? Like, I literally think, like, she might watch and be more, like, engaged with TikTok than I am. Like, (laughs) every, every, like, the most random videos I'll click on It only had like 200 comments and 3,000 likes or something. She'll be up in there, like in the comments. I'm like, Krista Allen, for real? Um, And she's verified and everyone on there like knows she's Jenna Rank. That seems to be the common sort of comment more than revenge. But um, yeah, revenge was like so my guilty pleasure show. I absolutely ate it up. If you ever want to watch like a really soapy, like the first season, if they could have continued with, the plan that they had the first season when she this girl like basically decides to like exact revenge upon the people who killed her father and so okay. she decides to use like a photo that was taken the day her father died and she goes through the photo and she gets revenge on every single person in the photo so like the first season was really fun cuz you're like oh shit are we going to cross someone off the photo this week um So, I kind of, like, missed that device once, like, season two started. But, yeah, that show was on probably a season or two too long. And I watched it that whole time. Mm -hmm. I loved it. So good. Um, Who was
2: the star of that show? Um, Um, Emerson Camp. Oh, yes. I was, like, I can picture her face. She's, like, blonde. Oh, I should watch that. I love her. I totally had, like, a crush on her at one point. She she did an amazing
1: um, job with playing Emily on the show. She did an incredible, uh, no, yeah, I think her character's name was like Emily slash slash Rachel or something. And she played both, but she was like, I didn't realize she was such a little actress. Like she is quite the little actress. I was like blown away by it. Oh, I love this, like, endorsement. I'll have to watch it. And, dude, she served looks. Like, that character did not ever... Like, even her just fucking pajamas were, like, casual. <laughs> or, like, killing it. Like, she always looked dope. And the best part of that character... Oh, my God, I'm remembering now. She went through some shit. Like, she was basically dude, she was kind of a superhero. It's a really good show. I kind of want to rewatch it. I'm getting chills. Um, <laughs> I'll have so, to watch it. I love that. Guys, revenge. Um, so basically after this, like Molly has this routine that she does where she runs through the park and then she buys herself a bottle of water.
2: And, yeah.
1: um, when she's like, get buy- a reusable water bottle, girl, please. I know. I was like, sort of thinking to myself, like, would you use that as like your treat at the end of your run? Like, would you be like, Oh, I'm going to treat myself to a bottle of water. Cause I did that run. But I was thinking like, what fun is a bottle of water? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a popsicle, but like not a bottle <laughs> of water <laughs> every time. So or she- like a Gatorade, I don't know. Something fun. Right. Um, but anyway, the guy bumps into her. That was at the spicy taco place. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he's like, oh, like, you know, it's you. And it's a very sort of, like, meet cute moment where they they finally do introductions. Um, and she agrees to go see a black and white movie with him because apparently they both love the same movies. Um, you know, it's just very convenient. So, um I guess Ramona bought Molly some underwear as a gift, and we see her like trying it on in her place, and Ramona's on her bed like looking at, I think she's just Googled flowers based off of (laughs) the computer. Um, Yeah. And as she's like looking at herself, Molly's looking at herself in the mirror, um, we see that Ramona's like the camera, or the laptop that Ramona's using, the camera is flickering red the whole time. Like, in a way that if you were in front of this computer, there's no way that you would miss the blinking red light at the top of the camera. Yeah. But, but it is
2: in your face.
1: Like, you know, if you ever drop your computer off at a, at a kind of, like, back alley operation, and then <laughs> it comes back and it's blinking red, like, maybe throw it out. Like, maybe just reinvest. So, um, yeah, we find out that... Um, she has this like little scar on the side of her that she's like fixated about, but her friend tells her like to move past it. It's just a scar. So then she and Jack go on their date and after the date they talk and he's an architect. And then before she can really ask any more questions, he's working on this hotel project. That's the other thing that's important. Mm-hmm. But he asked her about her column and like, she can't like, it's one of those things where you don't realize you're talking about yourself until you've, left the situation and you're like wait a minute i don't know anything about this person like it's totally one of those one-sided conversations that you might not even realize you're having the first time you have it yeah so he's like you know you're so impressive blah 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 he drops her off um at her door and he's like yo it's so high tech that you guys have this key card thing Um, and he gives her a little kiss before he leaves and it's like, you know, a pleasant date. And when he's leaving, he pauses, um, he passes Dylan, who's like on his steps with his like motocross pads on or whatever. Um, yeah. Almost think like Dylan is going to kill the guy or something.
2: Yeah. There's a, there's a look between them and like that music swells, you know?
1: Yeah. That music alludes to, oh, I'm going to fuck you up later. So Um, she made some food for Ramona and Ash, or no, Ange. Um, Yeah. I, I wrote, um, Ange in my notes and it, and it auto-corrected it to and or Ash in most (laughs) cases. Just, just, I might fuck that up. But, um, yeah, she makes food for them and they talk about the date and this is where we sort of find out that she doesn't know anything about him. Like, any time... And by the way, the way he does this is so smooth. Like, if she didn't have Ange point that out to her, fucking Jack could be living with her by the time she realizes that she doesn't know anything about him. She doesn't know, outside of him being from Seattle, she doesn't know anything about his parents, his family, his job history, like, what exactly brought him here, like, a friend's name, nothing. She didn't hear, like, anything anecdotally, like, when her friends are like, tell me about him, she has nothing she can say. Um, And I think that there are people in your life, you can ask yourself, like, what do I really know about them versus what do they know about me? And um, once you have that thought, you'll never go back. I remember having that thought once with someone when I was younger, where I was like, I feel like they know a lot more about me than I know about them. And um, Mm. now I'm pretty careful about that in terms of like friends. I'm like, make sure you know what's going on, like who they are. Yeah.
2: No, that's a totally real thing. And that I felt like Molly was a little like stupid throughout this. I was like, how did you not realize that? And she was like, but I thought it said something about her personality that to her, this was like the most successful date she'd ever had because she only talked about about herself the whole time. I was like, girl,
1: but, you know, yeah. like, there are people, like, I, I do know at least, like, a couple people in my life where if you go out with them, like, they are never going to ask you a single question about your life. Like, it's, mm. they will talk about themselves the whole time you are with them. Like, not even, it's not even going to, like, cross their minds that you may have something going on in their life. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so, um, there's just people like that. And maybe Yeah, not, no, for but, sure. Maybe Molly has her head up her ass. I mean, it's not okay. Those people are bad, like, not good friends. They're not present. But, like, those, like, I don't know. I just thought it was such an interesting character thing that she really didn't realize that. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, hmm. Um, yeah, they basically are like, next time you see him, make sure you ask. So she gets home, and for some reason, Jack is inside of her house um and yeah she calls out a little bit like she yelps and dylan comes running from around the corner and molly's like you know oh no it's fine and she kind of is trying to shoo dylan away despite the fact that she's super freaked out about the fact that this guy she went on one date with is in her place um and he says like you know oh i came to drop something off the door was open Um, they go in there and he's like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe because the door was open, someone else broke in. Like, I'll come in and look for you, like, and look around for an intruder, which I was like, oh my God, that is so scary. That's another subtle thing that if your head is up your ass, you might not realize is happening. Yeah, that's for sure. You got to get your head in the game, baby, because (laughs) I'm watching this. I'm going, girl, this man, no, he is the last person who should be checking for intruders with you. but yeah, he finds out that Dylan is her ex. And he also gives her a necklace with an M on it for Molly. Um, and she's yeah. not sure if she should take it. I mean, this is like the second time they're ever actually really talking. Um, yeah. But for some reason, she's charmed by this. And she asks him to stay for dinner. So I mean, it's, a, it's a big leap. Like, she goes from being freaked out that this guy is randomly in her place to asking him for dinner like that is was it the necklace that bought her affection or is she just like has her editors like voice running through her heads being like don't wind up like me like what makes a person like run the range like that
2: I thought that was interesting too she just goes like from being creeped out like you said he just is completely like love bombing her though like she, um, she cooks him dinner and dessert and he's trying to, or er, Molly's trying to like kind of ask him some questions now, like thinking about, you know, what Angie said and everything. And he is just not having it, which I thought was a red flag. But then also I'm like, you couldn't, at this point I'm, you know, very you much know questioning Jack and I'm like, you can't me.
1: come up with a fake backstory. Come on. No. The, the closest thing he has, and I have to say, it's kind of smooth, was he was like, oh, the best baklava in the country. Oh, and yeah. And he lists some, like, like, a place called, like, Tanya's or something. It was called or Tammy's or something. And it's, like, a baklava place in Akron, Ohio. And yeah. as far as I know, neither of these people are from Akron. And she's like, how do you know that? And he changes the subject. And I'm like if that was me, that's when I would know that this person has been reading my diary. Because how does he know a a fucking baklava place in Akron, Ohio? It is creepy. And they
2: say it at, like, the same time. And she's like, oh my god, yeah, it's my favorite. But again, she's, like, charmed by this. Like, she doesn't ask any follow-up. I think, well, maybe she doesn't. I think he maybe mentioned something about, like, his architectural work. But Every time she tries to question him, he's just, like, you have the most beautiful eyes. And she's completely charmed by it.
1: Yeah, she does say, he says, like, um, you know, she says something like, oh, um, you know, tell me about yourself. He's like, you know what? He's like, I don't want to talk at all. So, like, they start making out and things get spicy. Um, She wakes up in the middle of the night and Jack isn't in bed, which, by the way, is, like, always upsetting. Like, whenever yeah. you're like new to sleeping with someone and they're not in the bed when you wake up it's always like wait what like what is going on um so she gets up and she like tiptoes out to the kitchen and she's calling for him and um she sees like a bright red spot on the floor she bends down of course we all think it's blood and then when she gets back up he's standing right behind her and he's like oh sorry um I hope you don't mind I like help myself to some red wine I'm a real insomniac." And Mm -hmm. He's gonna, like, hang out in in the living room, basically, and then head head to bed in a little bit, which I'd kind of be like, I don't know, like, do you want to go home? Like, I (laughs) wouldn't let a guy, like, hang out in my living room and drink himself to sleep. Yeah,
2: I, it is creepy, and you, we also, we know it's creepy because you get that, like, classic elongated lifetime shot of, like, she turns to go back to sleep and he's just like standing there holding his glass of red wine, just like staring her down as he sips his wine. And it it is strange, especially in your own house. Like, yeah. I think it's one thing if you wake up and you're like at the guy's house and like he's up in his own kitchen or what the fuck ever. But like when he's just creeping around your own place, I'd be like, yeah, you could just leave.
1: Well, also like not to shame truly although it's going to sound even though I'm going to say not to shame it's going I'm going to shame her like Ramona's getting married and just divorced already okay like why mm-hmm. are you letting guys like pitter-patter around your place drinking wine late at night like like this is your first hookup outside of college in your adult apartment like your friends like are I assume based off, off of where your friends are in life that you're on the older side that this isn't your first time dating like i don't know like why why you have this guy drinking himself to sleep at your place like after the <laughs> second date that's boyfriend privileges those are boyfriend privileges basically i think is my attitude about it like it's yeah. hooked up so anyway she's sleeping like a model did you notice like how posed she was <laughs> when she was sleeping i did i it was, it like a was painting. truly... It was
2: the best fake sleep I've ever seen. She's in like this beautiful black, like lingerie, little like negligee thing. Her hair's like perfectly curled. She has like subtle makeup on. And she's not even, she's like barely like resting her head on one of the pillows. It made me laugh so hard. It was just the most beautiful fake sleep I've ever seen.
1: It did. It looked like a historical painting in some ways. she wakes up and he's standing over the bed and he has a cup of coffee for her with like cream and two sugars just the way she likes it um little barista moment for you um Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) he says that he was up watching the blueberry coffee cake video that she had made he like watched all of her videos that night and found out that that's how she likes her coffee and she is flattered by this and You know, you can tell maybe the weirdest part for this for her is, like, being recognized from the internet. It's not, like, how intensely intimate this is. It's, like, that he recognizes her from the internet is what's so weird for her. (laughs) So, um, she says, like, you know, he asked her about her scar. And she says that she had a boyfriend in college who said it was ugly. Um, The scar came from her being in the wrong place at the wrong time in a fight. And she tried to break it up. And that's what happened. I thought we would get more emotional material from that scar, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, Yeah, I did too. (laughs) So this is where the love bombing starts. Like, she's just trying to get ready for something. And Jack is texting her nonstop. He's doing lots of cherry blossoms and smiley faces and hearts. And yeah, miss you, thinking about how beautiful you are. Hope you're doing well. Like, just really, like, that beginning stage of dating stuff, but on 10. So he asked her to go to dinner the next night and she says that she has plans. There's a bachelorette party for Ramona. So um, we're at that bachelorette party, which is also being held at the spicy taco restaurant. And a bunch of shots are sent, a round of shots are sent over to the three girls. And I kind of love that. like It's so true to life in an interesting way. Cause like you always see these big over the top bachelorette parties and people think that that's what a bachelorette party is supposed to be. There are so many of us bitches out there that would literally have like two other people at our bachelorette party and call it a night. Like that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need, I don't need all this other stuff. Um, I was truly surprised by where this went, but anyway, so they got some shots sent over to them and, um, they're all like, you know, having a time and, and, and just like, I'm single. So like, they know she's single, but Ramona's about to get married. And then all of a sudden Jack sneaks up behind them in a nice outfit, he's, like, dressed as if he's supposed to be there, and he's a gift for Ramona, and even though this is supposed to be, like, a girl's night, like, you know, I can't help but, like, (laughs) bump on the fact that her friends were so cool about it. I know. I was
2: expecting more flack from her friends there, but they, Ramona especially seemed, like, very happy for molly that he was here and was very into it and they all were like charmed by him
1: i mean they seem desperate to marry her off like they're those yeah they're like oh wedding bells like one thing happens and it's like wedding bells and it's like oh my god calm down and it makes me honestly at a certain point think more about molly than it makes me think about them i'm like how impossible Mm. of a friend must she be that her friends <laughs> are willing to marry her <laughs> off to
2: literally anyone um, they're like please just take her off our hands
1: so then we find out the guy that sent the shots over is actually a stripper and Anne's just like gets her absolute life for the last like five seconds of this scene she's really loving it so mm-hmm. um the next day molly is super hungover they're in a really beautiful house it's jack's house um, and he's telling her, you know, take the day off. And she's like, God, you know, that was the most comfortable bed I've ever slept in in my life. And this place is like out of control, gorgeous. But she says she has to work and get ready for the wedding. So um, the hangover drink he makes her is like classic, like egg, tomato juice, celery, soy sauce situation. Um, which, like, I've never, I've never had the balls to do a hangover drink like that.
2: No, I just suffer or like drink some water like i can't, i don't want to drink an egg in a cup of tomato juice thank you he but like that,
1: yeah I mean, it's 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 something that i feel like we only mostly see in movies and like the character himself is like oh yeah we used to do it in my frat all the time and yeah. i feel like it's it's lazy writing on jack's part and it's lazy writing on the lifetime movie people's part from like what do you mean hangover drink? Like that's such a cliche. No one does that. That's so true. Do people do but that? My- you guys, if you've ever drank like tomato and eggs or whatever to get over a hangover, send me an email. Solidlisten at gmail.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um he says to her that she can be really hard to reach sometimes and he doesn't understand oh, your yeah. phone off. It's so funny because the movie that we just did um, last week had this exact for like the, I recorded it last week. it will probably come out in two weeks um, with James. Um, but this movie, like it has the exact same thing as the last one. A lot of these newer movies mm. I'm finding out repeat a lot of very similar things where it's like, You don't have your phone on. Like, why isn't your phone on? Like, the exact same lines. And I understand that at a certain point, there's only so many, like, television for women type plot lines you can write before things start to overlap. But I feel like they've gotten so about pumping out these movies in recent years that, you know, there's no reason why this should be the exact sort of MO for a guy in two movies in one year.
2: Yeah, and he gets really, he's like, you're so hard to reach sometimes, which I thought was absurd, because at this point, they've had, what, like, three dates, maybe? Who is to her? Yeah. (laughs) And, like, they seem to be texting constantly, so, like, what is he even talking about? And, yeah, this was a major red flag, because he also, like, he first immediately accuses her of like seeing other guys and um I think he says something about like I see how men look at you kind of deal which I'm like oh I just I hate that so much
1: yeah and I mean like based off the fact that like she's only at his place because he bombed like the bachelorette party she was at the night before is like come on girl you gotta ask yourself some questions but she totally engages when he floats this out there and she's like, well, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't need to be with you. And he's like, well, I have to tell you the truth. Um, I was supposed to get married on April 10th. Um, 200 guests. Kiki, my fiance, I found out two days before the wedding that I was, she, she was cheating on me. Like, sorry for protecting mm-hmm. my baggage. So he like throws out all these, like, for the first time he throws out some concrete details. Okay. Um, and you're like, okay, well, there's that. I personally would have had more questions based off of that. Like, also, like, is Kiki her real name? I think that would have been probably on the list of, like, questions. it does sound like a nickname, right? Um, but she feels bad and tells him that she's not seeing anyone else, and she just wants to be with him. So this is when she decides to make him her boyfriend, which... Yeah. I mean, I've been in weak places. I can't totally blame the girl, but it's pretty outrageous. So... Molly and the girls are working on floral arrangements and talking. And um, she says, (laughs) Molly randomly says that she's like, oh yeah, divorces happen all the time. I know someone who got divorced over a chicken bone. And they were like, what? And she was like, yeah, they found it under the couch. And (laughs) it was just like a little throwaway. But I was just like, what does that mean? (laughs) This was the weirdest
2: scene. I thought the way that Angie reacted, it was like, oh, is that why Angie and her husband got divorced? And she's like saying that back to Angie. It was so strange. I did not really know what to make of that either. Maybe
1: it was a a strange passive aggressive dig at Angie. I don't know. But um, basically Angie's just like, why the fuck is Jack texting you so much? This is out of line. Like he's texting you constantly. I think it's a little creepy and obsessive. And Ramona's like, well, I think that I'll be wedding prepping for you any day now. So Molly's like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 that's crazy. It's way too soon. Um, as opposed to like, wow, and you know what? What you're saying might have some truth to it. Um, so anyway, we see Ramona get married. Her wedding is in like a really, it's a simple ceremony outside. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a nice venue. I'll just say her ring was actually very cool. I took a screenshot yeah. of it. I loved it. It was like a, it was a surprise, especially for a Lifetime movie. Um, so at the reception, Jack bumps into Molly. Apparently he drove down in a fucking cable knit sweater, um, holding like a leather jacket that he found. Like he said that she left it at his place and he thought that she might be cold that night. Um, yeah. So Ramona pulls Molly aside and is like, what is your boyfriend doing here? Like I didn't invite him. And also he's not dressed for a wedding. So like I kind of, if I was Ramona, I, w- I wouldn't have jumped to the conclusion that he thought he was there to be a guest. Because I'd be like, well, surely if he thought he was going to be a guest, he would come in more than just, like, a cable knit sweater. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope so. But, yeah, Ramona really immediately gets
2: upset because she's very concerned about, like, the numbers for this wedding. And she immediately assumes that Jack has basically, like, wedding crashed and has just invited himself for dinner.
1: Because Molly gave up her plus one, and so that that was like established in the very beginning was that Molly gave yeah. this one she wasn't bringing Dylan she was going to be too busy being a bridesmaid to need it. So Ramona's MO right now is she's about the numbers baby and they will those venues will like nail your ass to the wall if one extra person shows up on the day of the wedding. Yeah. Either if they eat an entree forget it you're done. They're you're no, done. There's no wiggle room there. Maybe if they have some rolls in the corner, you might skip by like skate by on this, but for the most part, you're over. So um Ramona's like, have fun at my party with your new boyfriend. And Molly asks him why he came so far to bring their jacket. And um he like puts the leather jacket on her and he's like, Listen, I'll just talk to you later. I just want you to be warm. Um so basically like Angela's like, What is <laughs> What the fuck happened? They have a drink on the side by themselves. And she's like, I really mm-hmm. don't know. And she's like, well, like, Ramona's inside. Aaron had to take her inside and is, like, comforting her right now. And, um, you know, Angela's a cop, so she knows something is wrong here. And she's like, why did he come all the way there? How did he find the place? I got lost on the way here. Um, and she's like, well, do you think that, you know, he's checking in on you to see if you brought another date? And Molly says that so far he has been pretty possessive. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know what, you need to take a break from him. Not just like for the sense of like cooling it off a little bit, but like maybe you need a couple days to have perspective. So she goes home. She's doing laundry. Um, she gets a call from Jack who wants to see if she wants to see a black and white movie that night. Um, and she says that she actually has to go to a conference out of town. It's a food and fitness thing, and she's going to be in San Diego for three days. Um, and so he tells her, you know, come over after laundry. But she says she has too much to do. And she's like, so what have you been up to? And like, <laughs> it's probably one of the craziest shots I've seen in Lifetime in a minute where they, they slowly pull away from him while he's on the phone. <laughs> like, um, nothing. And, like, in front of him is, like, probably 12 gifts dressed in, like, what you would buy at, like, CVS, like, in the Valentine's Day section. Like, it was, like, gold bags with, like, matching, like, gift paper it's like it was it looked like honestly like your boyfriend wrapped up christmas gifts in like sexy paper from michael's like it was it was <laughs> yes. a very like humbling it was sort of very humbling because as much as these gifts were almost definitely bought by him they weren't spectacular wrapping jobs they really looked like your boyfriend tried his best at christmas um so <laughs> he um Molly's boss tells her that a recipes, um, app needs to be formatted in a certain way. So like Molly's very distracted while she's having this meeting with her boss and, um, Jack's Jack is texting her nonstop and she's supposed to be in San Diego at this conference. Right. But she's just going about yeah. her daily life. Like she had to lie about being out of town to even go about her daily life. Um, she takes a nap on her couch and she's like falls asleep. She fell asleep to some cooking shows. Um, and when she wakes up, she checks her phone and she has a ton of texts from Jack and Jack. And he's like completely love bombing her and all of these things it's like emojis. Okay, I okay. miss
0: you. It's so it's so much.
1: This episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. I've been subscribed to Book of the Month for three months now, and I'm obsessed. If you're a big reader or maybe even a lapsed big reader who's been wanting to get back into it regularly, consider checking it out. Book of the Month, they read like hundreds of books every month from new and emerging authors, and they whittled on the list to just the very best. They provide you a diverse little selection of hardcover fiction to pick from, which is an element of it that I really love. I can find going into the bookstore to be super overwhelming, and when I know I have about a dozen really solid options to choose from, it makes the decision way easier. Plus, it's cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and there's a loyalty program with rewards and even lower prices if you choose to stick around. There's an app where you can pick your upcoming books and track the progress of your reading, and there are challenges on there with rewards. Your book arrives in a super aesthetically pleasing box, by the way. That's the kind of touch that I always really appreciate. Personally, I read at my own pace. Sometimes I can only get to one of my two books a month, and I keep the ones I haven't read yet on my windowsill right next to my bed so I can just see them all there. It inspires me to pick one up and read. It's nice to have options in front of you. If you're interested in trying it out, you can get your first book for $5 with code PASTEL at bookofthemonth.com. That's code PASTEL at bookofthemonth.com.
2: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein. Coming January
0: 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: She, um, Molly records, um, and then we go to like a scene where Molly's recording an intro for her app. And it's like a semi-professional setup. They have like a real camera there. But it's mm-hmm. also very web series, because, like, it's just sort of, like, a paper white background with, like, a table that has some produce on it, and she's yeah, standing there. It's like <laughs> a classic, arm. like, YouTube vlogger situation. It, totally. It's, like, it was actually, it was Im- it was perfect in its imperfection. Like, it really looked like a cheap on-the-fly production, um, which... You know, these are the things that make me discredit her publishing outlet because I think (laughs) that based on her boss, I would totally believe, and like her stature, basically publicly, I would guess that this is a very sophisticated cooking website and she's sort of like the breakout millennial making millennial meals, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. It's, like, clip art and, like, a shitty YouTube channel production. And, like, I just didn't, like, that's the part where I'm, like, oh, my God. Now I question, like, the worth of Molly's whole <laughs> of living. It was definitely
2: a little um, low budget. But, like, again, I love Caitlin. She's here for Molly. She's, like, you've got this. You're Let's just take a break. Like, you seem distracted. And then you're going to, like, knock it out of the park. Um, I, I love Caitlin in that moment. She's like, really wants to make Molly happen.
1: She does. She is. She's like, she's trying to make it all happen for sure. Um, then Molly goes home that night and (laughs) yeah, her place is like, um, You know, she sees some rose petals when she walks in and she like slowly heads upstairs and we think it's going to be a horror movie movie moment. But it is, but not in the way we thought. Because when she gets Mm -hmm. up in her bedroom, it's lit up like the bachelor fantasy suite. Like there's candles (laughs) everywhere. There's rose petals everywhere. It's like a teenager's version of like a high budget romance scene. Like if you gave a teenager $300 to like put together a a room Mm -hmm. for the night that's what he would do the candles themselves were such a fire hazard so um she calls dylan right away to come over and he gets there and dylan's like whoa what the fuck is this and like we already know dylan is romance adverse so like he's extra put off by this whole thing he's like you need to break up with this guy what the fuck so molly goes to her spiky talk spicy taco place um and jack comes in and they like, you know, they're having their sort of reunion dinner after the San Diego trip that she never went on. Um and he's like, Did mm-hmm. you like my surprise? And she's like, you know, I've really been thinking about it and you're a great guy, but I just don't think, you know, this is gonna I, I I have too much stuff going on right now. And I feel like I should give you this necklace back. And he tells her, No, listen, like I understand if you don't want to see me anymore, but I bought this necklace at an estate sale for this you know, from this cooking book writer or whatever. And she's like, oh my God, that's my favorite writer. And he's like, yeah, yeah. he had it being like, that is from like, that is from the mall, bitch. Like that is like, it's, it's, a pr- it's a very pretty necklace. I just don't believe it was part of someone's estate. Like, especially someone dead. Like someone, like someone, I, I'm assuming that this woman has been dead for at least 10 years. There's no way that the necklace was too new.
2: No, it's definitely I don't know why he's trying to act like it's some um, vintage ne- necklace because it's very shiny brand new. And well, again, it's so it's creepy that he's like, "Oh, it's your favorite." He mentions the writer and she's like, "That's my favorite." You know, she's my ultimate inspiration and he's like, "I know." I'm like, "Girl."
1: Well, another that's red right. Flag that's why he's bringing it up because like he he's claiming he bought it there so that she can feel special but like we're girls like we know jewelry like when we take a piece of metal we know if it was made closer to even 1970 than it was to 2020 like that necklace Mm. looked so new and I'm just like girl you should know that this is these are boy thoughts. Like, this is what a boy thinks that a girl would believe about jewelry. But we're girls. We know when something is, like, <laughs> a, like a remake or a copy or if it's new or if it's, like, worn and loved. Like, there's just... We know these things, right? So... Yeah. Anyway, he's a fucking snake. Anyway, he's like, bye Molly. I won't forget you. Um, so she's doing laundry later. Dylan sneaks up behind her and she jumps. Um, and she tells him that she broke things off with Jack. She's a little on edge and freaked out. Um, and he says that he'll install a security system for her the same way he did from, uh, for his mom. And all of this is being caught on her laptop that she was reading off of when she started, um, when she was doing laundry. So Mm -hmm. he installs a security system. He says it's a couple years old, but it should do the trick. No Wi-Fi, no hackers. So it's all laser. And I don't know why Dylan had that intuition to know to go off the grid with this security system, but he did. It's the one thing that he could do to truly cock block Jack in terms of getting in and out of her home. Uh, Mm. So, um, he says, you know, I might be a beer and nachos guy and not an ahi shashimi, shashimi guy. Like, he tries to say ahi <sighs> shashimi and he fucks it up. And she's like, oh, you mean, like, she, like, they're, she's so basic in her superiority. Do you know she what is. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you date someone who just has, like, a little, like, culture gap, I would call it, maybe. Like, you kind of. Move on from it. Like it's not the end of the world. Like it's fun to teach someone about new things. But yes. she really thinks that he's like such a bogan because he doesn't know like, how to say ah. Oh, he's just, just sashimi, which I can't. Say I right know, I'm laughing.
2: And he, and he just like wants to ride motocross. I don't know what it says about like my inner psyche, but like honestly, I loved Dylan. I was very charmed by him and his long hair, and. I, I, it was working for me. I thought he was sweet. And I was like, I was pulling for Dylan throughout this.
1: Me too. And I'm like, Molly, like make like a loaded nachos, like a healthy loaded nachos, 20 minute meal. Like just lean into the brand. Like not everyone is going to come home and bake a salmon filet every night. Like, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, Millennials you, love nachos. Exactly. She doesn't know her audience. And that's a problem for Molly, for sure. Um, so they kiss, um, and the laptop the laptop camera sees all of it. So I'm like, oh, oh you yeah. guys are fucked. Um so <laughs> Molly runs in the park. She stops to get her bottle of water. But when she scans her card, it's been declined. And she's like, but that's impossible. If you've ever had that moment, it's literally the most baffling thing. When you know you have money and your card is declined, is there anything more? I don't know. It's like a unique- oh, it's horrible. It's a unique feeling because it's not like, it's not just embarrassment. It's not just concern. It's not just like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? It, there's like mm-hmm. a special feeling that comes with your card being declined when you think it shouldn't be. For sure, she's like indignant. She's like, "But I, I have money." And then, you know, of course, she pulls
2: up her like banking app to
1: which they show see on the what screen. the situation
2: is. <laughs> they
1: do. I love a little it's, screen and screen moment.
2: She's negative same. and she
1: makes sense. Yes, and girl,
2: I've been there, but like. Yeah. she's Not when I thought I had money
1: though. Like when I thought I had money, if I saw negative 75 cents, I would feel like shitting myself. So she goes straight to the bank, uh, a better woman than me. I would probably have gone home and cried and then gone to the bank the next day. And she's immediately trying to dispute all these charges that are on her account. And it's like Macy's, Amazon, like Stores that honestly every mm-hmm. woman what every woman shops at. Like we all shop at all of those, well, not Macy's, but you know what I mean. Like the idea <laughs> of the Macy's. Um and so yeah. she, they're basically like, This isn't crazy outside of your spending habits. Like you shopped at Macy's on like the twenty fourth of April. And she's like, I didn't shop there and then there either. Like I'm I'm basic. I'm not that basic. And they're like, Well, you know what? we don't know what to do for you. We're just going to have to freeze your account and we're going to review everything. It'll take like 10 to 12 days to let you know whether or not we think you can refund you for any of this. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? I have like with no money. And they're like, I don't know, figure it out. So she goes to the spicy taco spot Mm -hmm. and she walks in and she says hi to the waiter. It's like totally dead inside. And um, the waiter gives her like a nasty look as she's walking out to the patio. And then we come up on Ramona and Angela who are sitting there and they're like, it's like oddly dead here. Um, mm-hmm. And so they sit down together and Ramona immediately apologizes for the stuff she said at the wedding. And Molly says that she was totally right about Jack. Um, and then Luther, the owner comes by and he like throws their menus on the table. And she's yeah, he's like, Luther, are you okay? And he's like, No. He's like, that Yelp review you left turned this place into a ghost town. Um, And I'm like, I would like to think Luther knows her better than that.
2: Yeah. Especially the, she looks at the Yelp review and talks about, it says something about like her and her friends all got food poisoning.
1: They got Sampanilla like, and it was a sanitation issue. Yes. I'm like, if that
2: were true, I thought that, you know, Molly seemed so tight with everyone there. Like they're out there giving her free tacos and like, like Luther, yeah.
1: just call her. Like, I feel yeah, like if you're on, once you're on a complimentary taco basis, like that's a conversation. That's not an assumption. Um, but apparently she, cause she was like, I don't even leave reviews, which was probably the most mentally balanced thing she said this whole movie. <laughs> that was the most relatable thing. I was like, I agree, girl. Like who leaves a review, a crazy person. So, yeah. um, Angela's <laughs> like, well, you know, um, any of this stuff on its own, like, you know, the, the bank account, the bad review that would make sense. But like all of this stuff at once, this is like a little bit out of control. So. Then we see Dylan get home and Jack is sitting there waiting for him. And he's like, we need to talk. So it's like, Oh shit. Mm. Okay. So then Molly goes to meet with her boss. And guess what? I mean, of course, always, whenever they want to fuck with a woman in her job, it always goes yep. to nudes. Right. And that is so, it's like, it's, probably so true to life and I'm blaming lifetime, but I feel like this is such a lifetime thing where they're like, what's the worst thing that could happen to a woman? I don't know. Her nudes get around work. So, um, which by the way, would be awful. I would hate this. Um, so she goes into the meeting and her boss is like, you didn't have to do this. Molly, the website was already doing well. Molly's like, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, everything was going fine over you. You really didn't have to replace the pictures. And at this point, I don't know why Molly wasn't like, just like, tell me what's going on, Caitlin. Like, I know <laughs> She's so keeps, clueless. Like, dragging it out. And I'm like, do you not know there's nudes up there? Cause like, even I don't even know there's nudes up there, but I know there's nudes up there. So it turns out they like took the logo of the shitty website, replaced it with Molly wearing like just like a lingerie top it wasn't even that scandalous but I guess she looked sexy
2: very sexy and it didn't even seem I thought it was like um like a hacked photo via her webcam and not even necessarily like a photo that she took if you know what I mean exactly Um, but to be fair it was an upgrade on the logo because it was a bad logo
1: I mean, the thing, the only thing here is that, like, the only reason why this photo looked scandalous is because Molly, her, like, the actress herself is very beautiful.
2: So... <laughs> That's so true.
1: It looked sexy because she's sexy.
2: But, yeah, like, she's, like,
1: giving a sultry look to camera. But, like, if it was me doing that, you'd be like, oh, Molly's wearing a black tank top. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, different. But anyway, so, um... Her boss basically tells her that she needs to take a leave of absence because also, apparently, a lot of her recipes have been plagiarized. Um, Mm -hmm. And her boss tells her to leave. She doesn't want to fire her, so just take the leave of absence. And, like, this is when I realized, like, when she was saying at the computer store, oh, there's some stuff on here I don't want people to find. Like, do you think they pasted in some plagiarized recipes? I, okay, I had to go,
2: I will admit I rewound the scene um, a little bit, because I was also confused, but I think, because she says, like, one of the, Caitlin reads off the recipes that were plagiarized, and, you know, Molly's saying, oh, I didn't submit those, and one of the recipes was, like, um, Julia Child. Julia Child, yeah, and she's like, no, I've made that recipe, but it takes, like, four hours or whatever, like, I, you can't you know I wouldn't actually try to submit it so I I I took it as the hacker must have just sort of like taken maybe her like Pinterest board of recipe inspiration and was like oh I'll
1: just submit those get a little cut and paste yeah that's what I yeah um so then Molly like is crying in her car she's lost absolutely yeah um great crying scene a great crying scene. Um. So then Angela, Ramona, and Molly pull up to Jack's house, and Angela, like, looks at the house, and she's like, there's something off about him since the very beginning, and that house, it looks like money. And when you have money, you can do whatever you want. So they very boldly, like Charlie's Angels, walk up to the house and ring the bell. And this guy answers, and she's like, um, I'm looking for Jack? And he's like, yeah, I'm Jack. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's a much older man. Um, He actually probably looks more like someone who would actually own that house. So that's like, oh, okay. Like now that you say that, that does seem like a person who's been working their whole life that would own that house. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so Angela pulls out her ID, um, her like badge and says that she wants to see his ID. She tells him, he's like, oh, I didn't expect anyone to actually show up. Like I called about a break-in, but I don't think anything was taken. Like I'm surprised you guys actually showed up. So once they get in there, they start to make themselves a little bit comfortable and have some water. And Jack says he wouldn't call it a break-in per se because the windows and doors were open. The only thing that's missing is like his really expensive bottle of champagne. And it turns Mm -hmm. out that he is an architect. And then all of a sudden, it like all comes flashing into Molly's brain. Like, oh my God, he's like the guy who's working on the hotel that... Jack said he was working on, and she notices a ticket stub on the back of the fridge that says, um, April 10th, 200, um, like, 200, Kiki, like, basically all of the key words that were in Jack's explanation of why he was so untrustworthy, like, untrusting towards her. Um, Yeah.
2: Which... I loved that moment where it all, like, flashed together because she, you know, she sees this ticket and realizes there's a little flashback moment, too. Yeah. And, like, all the points of of import from the ticket kind of flash up on the screen as she has this dawning realization.
1: Yeah, they did a little, like, um, graphic there, like, as if this was, like, National Treasure or something. Like, we yes. got a little, like, moment. And I was like, Okay but also thinking they're like sitting there thinking to myself like wow this guy must be really fucking stupid <laughs> that he so can't stupid. improvise something like like he has to like look at clues and prompts from a, a stray ticket stub in order to create a former life for himself so um when they get to the computer clinic um basically ramona is supposed to go grab um her computer at her apartment. Thankfully, I, I'm i shocked nothing happened to Ramona, but yeah. she's supposed to go retrieve the laptop from Molly's apartment, and then she and Ange, uh, Molly and Ange, go to the computer place, um, and when they get there, the guy remembers Molly right away, um, so they show him a picture of Jack and ask if he works there, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's like my best, he goes, that's like my best employee, <laughs> Stuart like Yeah. <liked> <laughs> um so he thought that you know he's like aren't you dating Stuart? and so they're like well where is he and he's like oh you went to lunch then he's running some errands um and they asked to see his desk and finally like you know after a moment where he's like oh i don't know if i'm supposed to do that there angela's like well i'm gonna serve you with a warrant and so they go back and Stewart's workstation is insane. Um, it's all pictures of him and Molly, but his face is superimposed. <laughs> it's like photoshopped <laughs> onto the people in every picture. The idea that this person was working with them and just keeping his cubicle like this is
2: <laughs> crazy. I know. How did no, like, nobody peeked into his cubicle and saw this, like, absolute madness all over the walls, like?
1: I mean, let's be honest. It's, like, you know, sort of a fun, campy personality to have when you're, like, um, oh, like, you know, I'm gonna Photoshop myself into the Vanderpump (laughs) Rules cast and, like, I'm gonna put that up in my (laughs) cubicle. Like, that's one thing. And, like, there's also doing that to the extreme. It's still somehow more creepy to have these. I mean, it's uh, it's objectively more creepy that he has all, all of these pictures of just like a 20-minute meal chef from the internet that he's supposedly dating all over his Yeah. <laughs> like, call the police. Like, when you see something like that, well, not call the police, I would say call the appropriate mental health resources in your city to find the police. But like... Exactly. You know, reach out to the secondary contact once you see something like that. So they like move the mouse on his computer and we see that his background of his computer also has a similar situation, <laughs> similar motif. Um, so Molly excuses, um, so oh, we also find out that he has copies of her entire hard drive on his computer. So anything she's ever watched, anything she's ever listened to or enjoyed, that's why he's able to meet all of her standards is because he's had a yeah. inside look at her life. So um, she excuses herself because she feels sick. Um, and she goes into this bathroom and washes her face in the sink. And when she bends back up, Jack is behind her in the mirror and he has a little, um, razor. Like, what do you call that? Yeah. Like a box cutter. Yeah. A box cutter. Um, he holds it up to her knife and he's like, listen, like, you know, you got rid of everything I gave you, but not the necklace. When you said you were in San Diego, I knew you were at home in your apartment. Um, I was unclear. Is there like a fucking camera in the necklace?
2: There's a tracker in the necklace, which I started questioning at the wedding when he, like, showed up.
1: Got Um, it. Oh, got it.
2: Yeah, but he – and I thought he was also watching her through her laptop when she was pretending to be at the conference, but definitely both with the fucking necklace and why he was like, no, I need you to put this back on when she tried to break up with him.
1: So anyway, pushing forward – he basically chloroforms her, brings her back to Dylan's apartment. Dylan's on the floor; his place is completely trashed. Um, Stewart's been beating the shit out of him for a long time. Um, Molly basically convinces him to, like, take the take the his eyes off Dylan, focus on her. So they go into the mm-hmm. bathroom, and it seems like, oh god, he's gonna like sexually assault her. Um, but she figures out a plan. She's like, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to figure out how to deal with this situation. She starts to play into him a little bit. Um, And then he, you know, as he's, as she's like, you know, figuring out how to play into him, he's going through his whole plan. He knew exactly how to woo her because he had all the information from her computer and they should be together and they're going to have a life together. And she notices Mm -hmm. that he has the box cutter in his back pocket. And so she is just about to reach for it when he hands her some champagne He's very aggressive about her drinking it, so I was worried that it was poison. Um, Oh, me
2: too.
1: He, um, she manages basically through, like, a series of trying to seduce him moments, um, get him disarmed enough that she's able to push him into the bathtub, and then once he's in the bathtub soaking wet, she throws the laptop into the tub on top of him, and electrocutes his ass to death. Um... So, he's dead. Um, His body does do one last lunge, like, as if he's going to get back up from all of this um, before he flops back over into the water. And, um, you know, I will say the jump scares in this movie actually got me. Like, most of the jump scares in this movie got me.
2: Hello?
1: Oh, hi. Sorry. I lost you. Sorry. Can you hear I, me? Yeah, I, I can hear you. I was just saying that the jump scares, like, were legit in this movie.
2: Oh, 100%. Especially that last one. I was just, like, mentally screaming at her to just, like, run out of the bathroom instead of, like, staring at his dead body.
1: The wine one, when he dropped the wine on the floor and it looked like blood. and Yeah. He, oh, my God. That one legitimately, like, I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I was like, if I had more time, I would take a minute. Because I was really sort of like, what the fuck after that? Um, so then we see three weeks later. And this is, like, the biggest something-but-nothing-seen tag at the end of a movie in a while. So she's mm-hmm. at the bar with her friends, and she's showing them her new app and Aaron says that when they were on their honeymoon, people in Switzerland already knew about it um Lauren brings over Molly's tacos um apparently she had the review removed because Caitlin has some connections and then Dylan shows up to the party late. he has bruises all of his face all over his face still so three weeks later, this man looks like he's been maimed um and they kiss, they're back together. Um, He has a present Mm -hmm. for her. It's a little rose that he made out of, it looks like scrap metal or something. Um, And then he hands her a bag and she opens it. It's like a little pouch and it's all of the vintage knobs that she missed from her apartment.
2: I thought that was, I again, was incredibly charmed by Dylan in this scene.
1: I was like, he got those
2: vintage handles back for her that was so sweet.
1: I agree. I agree. I thought it was super sweet as well. And like, honestly, a very romantic gesture. Of course, Ramona takes it to the next level. And she's like, oh, I hear wedding bells. I'm like, (laughs) relax. It's doorknobs in a bag. Like, I know. And like
2: three weeks ago, she just killed her stalker. So like maybe let her heal from this trauma before we're like jumping into the wedding planning.
1: Um, but I mean, well, she probably would have a really fabulous influencer wedding, like it would definitely oh, for be sure. by one of those wedding websites. You're not, have you, you're not married, are you? No. I like am so intrigued by the wedding website situation where like, if you're a bride, your one of your goals, if you're a certain type of bride is to get your wedding featured on a blog.
2: Totally. Yeah.
1: Like, wh- like, what is up with that? Like, what do you, like, that seems like something, like, normal people do. Like, hip, like, normal, I think it's probably, honestly, like, hipsters that want to flex. Like, I'm not really clear on what that is.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, it's sort of like, uh, the friends that I have who are married, it's a lot of, like, more Pinterest
1: focused. But, um, yeah. It seems like, um, the millennial version of, like, the New York Times wedding pages. Yeah, that's a good analogy. It's accessible. Uh, Um, but anyway, again, also, I don't want to, like, neg the knobs too much, but I couldn't help but notice that those knobs are literally in every kitchen and bathroom ever. Like, they were the most generic crystal knobs. Um... And I'm glad that you know he said he had to basically like bribe a contractor to get them. And I was like, "Oh, you can get those on Amazon for 6.95. I ordered them for my downstairs bathroom <laughs> years ago."
2: Like Yeah, they didn't seem that special, but Don't pull it, a muscle. It was
1: a nice gesture for Molly, for sure. For sure. So, um, she gets a message on her phone and it's a pic- picture of her sleeping. Um, And she looks all around her, and Dylan asks if she's okay, and she's like, I'm fine. Um, So they decide to order some wine. They all cheers to Molly's 20-minute meals. And then we pull away and see that they're all being watched on a video somewhere by someone who's breathing very heavily, like the way that Stuart was. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, are we to believe that it's actually the computer store owner? Um, Is this like a metaphor for you're never going to not be watched once you're internet famous? Um, Yeah. Why do they? I know. I.
2: Sleeping? I did not love the fake out kind of ending here. Um, I thought it was, uh, I don't know, just dissatisfying for me, I guess. But I agree. I was like, is it the computer store owner? Because I did throughout the movie kind of get weird vibes from him. And this is just like my own prejudice, but something about like a grown adult male with metal braces on his teeth like really I don't know it sets me off
1: wait who had braces the
2: (laughs) the this says so much more that
1: only I noticed this the like owner of the computer clinic yeah oh that's fascinating oh I totally missed that he had braces he did he had
2: like full like metal braces not like Invisalign but like the braces I had in eighth grade
1: um, let me try and find him on the IMDb. I'm so fascinated by that. That he had braces. Um, he's not the wedding Phil Walker, maybe. I think that might have been it. That's the only other option. Um, he has done you know what more tv for someone that has never had a picture of themselves on imdb that's interesting (laughs) that he doesn't have a photo of himself maybe he's waiting to get his braces off i don't know i do always wonder what's going on there like i'm a writer so i don't have a picture on my imdb but i feel like (laughs) (laughs) there's something going on um who else didn't have... Oh, Brett uh, Schefter, the bank manager, also didn't have a picture on his... No. Movie. He seemed but like a... also done a lot of stuff.
2: He literally seemed to me like they went into a bank and, you were, and were like, can you read these lines for us for this role? And he was like, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, local hire vibes. For sure. Oh, okay. And- so, wait, Andrew Kai, who played Drew or Dylan, rather, he was in the movie Valley Girl, which stars Logan Paul.
2: Stop. Really?
1: Yeah. And my friend Jesse Ennis is in it as well. Um, but this is the movie that Logan Paul and Chloe Bennett met on.
2: Oh, my God. Do you oh, know my God. Do you know the reference? I know Logan Paul... Hold on, I need to pull up this
1: page. When he started wrestling, he was, like, dating this actress. And, like, it was part of his, like, his... um, Not wrestling, boxing. And Mm -hmm. he had a very, like, wrestler-type storyline to his boxing thing, where he was on his redemption tour from the Suicide Forest, and he was dating this actress that he met in a movie, and she was too pure and good to be with him, but she held him up anyway. And, um... You know, he had to win this fight against KSI, like the misogynistic guy from the UK. Like, his whole thing was he met this girl on Valley Girl. And my friend Jesse, who actually promoted Valley Girl on Please Advise, that's how long ago it was. It, It was like three years ago that they made this movie. And it didn't come out for a while. I think possibly because of the Logan Paul Association.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I did not know that.
1: But for the record, she said that Logan Paul was um, really nice um, and just uh, very much about his vlog. But yeah. He, I think he's just very
2: misguided.
1: Totally misguided. But I think he's getting his shit together. I'm happy for him. Happy for Logan Paul. <laughs> we'll hope so. I'm always trying to be happy for everyone. But yeah, so he, um, he hasn't done too much stuff. He did the Lethal Weapon TV series. Um, I thought he was cute and great. Genuinely I so attracted too. to him. Um, let me see Sophia, who played Ramona. Sophia Pernas. Okay, she has also done some work. She was on Young and the Restless. She did 43 episodes of that. Bunch of Jane the Virgin. She was Catalina on that, for anyone who watches. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, I thought
2: she was awesome. Um, and Angie was, too. Who was Angie? She Angie was, um, was
1: Alexandra Collins. Yes. And she has a pretty good IMDb too. A lot of these people have credits in shorts and TV movies. It's a lot of like resume building in this one, I think. Yeah. Really only Caitlin. And you could tell, baby. Like, come on. That's the Carolyn Hennessy is killing it.
2: She was really like the meat holding that cast together for sure.
1: Yeah, but um that was a great movie, dude. Thank you so much, Becca, for coming on and doing this. Oh my gosh. Thank
2: you so much, Molly. It was so fun. I'm so glad we got to talk about this ridiculous movie. It was a blast.
1: I know. I'm so I'm so like glad that you picked this. I really enjoyed watching it. And um it's a breezy watch, you guys. It's still on the movie club. Um, it should be by the time this is up anyway. I think this will probably go up in a few days. And Ooh. it's still on the movie club. It's totally watchable, really fun. Um <laughs> If, I thought the social media was done pretty well. I did too. There was a lot of like,
2: cute, like the way they worked in the technology and the app. It was cute. It was a good watch.
1: Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. And so I want to know from you before we wrap up your craziest barista story.
2: Oh yes. Well, oh, there's so many. Think about working as a barista. You get truly like such a range of types of humans. Um, But one that happened semi-recently within the last year that stuck with me. Um, I love people. Like I am a people person. I love interacting with strangers. I'll ask them questions, whatever. And I uh, usually found that I was a pretty likable person. But this one woman comes in one day and she was asking us um, for help with her Starbucks app. And I was standing up front and I was a supervisor at the time. And I was like, oh yeah, I can help you. And um, (laughs) she pulls up her phone and not to be all like, okay, boomer, but she was a boomer and she was having technology issues with her phone. But I was like, I'm going to try to help you through this. And she just wasn't, like, signed into the Starbucks
1: app. Right.
2: And so um, I tried to show her where she had to sign in. And she's struggling with, like, entering her password. And then I think it wanted her to do her touch ID. And I'm, like, so patient and just trying to work through this moment with her. Um, And she starts getting really flustered, and she's like, So you're telling me I can't, like, use the app if if I can't, like, I can't pay for my coffee if I can't use the app? I'm like, no, like, it's okay. I can still get you your coffee. Like, you just won't be able to scan your app if you're not signed in. But I, like, at this point, I'm like, I'll give you a free coffee. Like, it's fine. Um, And she's just getting more and more frustrated. And then all of a sudden, she says to me, you know, I really just can't take like the tone of your voice and the way your voice is going up at the end of your sentences. And I just can't do this anymore. And she just turned around and left and just walked out of the store. That's
1: that's like, she's fried. She's so sick of someone in her life and it's not.
2: (laughs) I was, I was so shocked. I I genuinely stood there for like two seconds with my voice, my mouth, like half open of like, did that just happen?
1: What was was that? Why did I get brought into that? (laughs) It was so strange. Yeah. I feel like because also at like a Starbucks, you know, you get everyone like there's people that oh, yeah. go to Starbucks and are like Starbucks sucks but I'll drink here and then there's people that are like oh Starbucks so like you really get the full range and people feel a way about Starbucks I'm I'm sure it's re- really like an emotionless experience for very few people that go in there cuz so is also coffee's very emotional for people
2: Oh yeah and I mean it's literally addicting people are like and don't get me wrong we had I had some of the truly most amazing regular customers whom like I genuinely love and miss, but some people it's just like truly wild
1: Here's a question for you because you you have like the I want to get into your psychology now like because I've definitely been at Starbucks where like some things happened, and they're like, oh, we'll just give you a free drink and it's they mm-hmm. they default to that so quickly, and I know it's probably because like your overhead is, like, just, like, non-existent at a Starbucks. Like, I'm sure you guys make so much money as a company. Yeah. That you give away a coffee, no problem. But um, I have noticed, like, if you order on your app and then you go to the store and you accidentally have ordered it to the wrong store, it's happened to me, like, two or three times, literally, which happens on the app because, like, yeah. Sometimes it'll just like redirect to a different Starbucks because like you're on the wrong side of the block. And um, I like, when you go, they're always like, oh, we'll just make a new one. Is that a corporate thing? Or are Starbucks baristas, are they just like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Like I'll just make (laughs) one. It's
2: definitely, it's a bit of both. Starbucks, they have like their whole, um, one of their big corporate lines is like, quote, make the moment right for the customer right so kind of like no matter what happens just like appease the customer and and give them the free drink do whatever so that they're like happy when they leave and especially like we've had that happen too because people mobile order to the wrong store and then come to pick it up or whatever um and if you mobile order you've already paid for it so like you're not really getting a free drink sometimes we would like the person said, like, oh, I placed it at the store, like, five miles away, we might call up that store and be like, hey, if you haven't made this mobile order already, like, don't make it because the customer sent it there on accident or something just to, like,
1: right. well, save you're them Maine. the trouble. but It's so much less yeah. populated in Maine. Like, in Glendale, if I have them make it on the wrong location, they're never going to do that work because they're seeing, like, 30 people every <laughs> 20 true. minutes. So like, wow. Yeah, you're right. In Maine, you probably call to the other store and say, cancel that mocha.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not totally like the boonies cause I, we're close to the New Hampshire border. So there's like a, a few like store clusters around, but um, yeah, there was someone who we got this, this was literally like the last week of that I was working. So I was like kind of checked out and we got a mobile order of like 87 items. Um, just an absurd amount of stuff.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh.
1: And and like what kind of items?
2: It was a mix of maybe not 80. I think it was, maybe not 87 items or but $87 total but either way it was like a fuck ton of stuff it was a bunch of drinks and then also a ton of food items so like we it completely stalled our business for a little bit because you know both of the ovens are full and we've got like huge lines and then maybe 20 minutes go by after we finished putting together the order and this customer calls the store and she was like, Yeah, hi, I'm up in Scarborough, Maine, and I accidentally mobile ordered to your store. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Like we literally almost started crying. I was like, you have to be kidding me.
1: No. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. And then this is another like sort of mini gripe, but I want to know what why you think this may have been a good answer to it. So you know, it used to be that, like, you get 125 stars, you get a free drink, right? And then they mm-hmm. changed it so that, like, you can cash in stars incrementally. So it can be, like, a dollar off your drink or whatever. Yeah. And you can't, like, like amass am- enough stars to just get you, like, a blanket drink. And I know that's because there's, like, pieces of shit out there who, like, go and get the most insane $40 Frappuccino because they have a free drink. Yeah. Is that the case? Like, are there people coming in being like, can I have, like, a Trenta 15-shot, like, you know, whatever mocha bullshit? Like, are, are people doing that? I mean, some people do,
2: definitely, with, like, Frappuccinos. And we get some drinks who – or some orders where the, a person will order, like, 20 shots of espresso, and then they say that they, like, drink it over the week, but they, like, use their stars to redeem it. Um, so I think it was partly that, but, um, we also, like, that's
1: smart to do. I never even thought of that. And, like, I have so many fucking points. I should have absolutely been pulling some bullshit like that. Yes, girl. Cash in those stars. Oh, fuck those people. Um, okay. So here's another question. Out of all the seasonal drinks, which one was, like, your personal hell?
2: Oh, great question. Um, Frappuccinos of any kind, just because they're so labor intensive and they're such a pain in the ass to make and you can like really only do like a couple at a time. Whereas if I'm like straight making only like espresso drinks, it's really easy to get into a flow. And then with like the newer frappuccinos that they have they're like layered so you have to like put shit at the bottom of the cup and there's like whipped cream and then there's like three different kinds of sauce and then you have to like put a topping on it and it's just like it's just too much
1: um like tumblr aesthetic culture must have like really broken your soul like because like the unicorn and the galaxy and all that first of all anytime you see an influencer taste one of those, no one's like, mm, yes, I'm going to order these all the time. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that's like a, it's like a dessert. <laughs> that's all it's there. like, why would you, like, I understand it's like content or whatever, but generally why would you put someone through that? Truly. Right now though, and like God
2: bless TikTok for this, but There's a TikTok drink that um, has gone so viral, which is just getting iced coffee with white mocha and sweet cream. And I swear to God, like it's every other order now um, that we would get was iced coffee with white mocha and sweet cream. And I'm like, keep it coming. That's like the easiest drink. It takes me 30 seconds to make like, thank you teens of TikTok.
1: I love that. I love that. I love that it's somehow worked out for everyone. It's evened out on the (laughs) other side of it. So okay, really? I didn't mean to like hold you to ask you questions about a job you no longer like have, <laughs> but I ha- I have no to, it's okay I have to, I have to use this ex- like this moment and hopefully you'll come back on and do another Patreon mini episode. So if you have any other copy questions that need to, oh my gosh, be I'd love to. I think people are just so desperate to get on the inside of Starbucks, and like considering that you were, you know, like were you a, you were a manager. I was a supervisor supervisor that's pretty serious shit um yeah four years you worked there so I feel like you have a lot of tea you must have been there also for like the sort of advent of like this trend like go order a trendy drink thing so like oh yeah when did you know officially that something was a trend oh that's a great question um
2: Definitely, like, a lot of the customer-made drinks, like, the pink drink was not ever, was not, it was, like, a technically secret menu, quote-unquote, drink mm-hmm. that. pinkity drinkity. Yes. Thank you, James Charles. <laughs> sis. Um, he literally takes credit for that being
1: on the menu. Like, he literally, he, he really well, said, um, like, it's on there because of him, which, by the way, I might, be, I might believe it. I don't know if I would go
2: that far James Charles to say that it was all because of him, but like, I mean, who knows, but definitely that. And like, they kind of then piggybacked off of that and did like a violet drink. And I just noticed like in my, maybe the last like year and a half that I was with the company, I felt like there was more of a shift towards drinks that were like visually aesthetically appealing Um, versus actual, like, coffee-based drinks.
1: What about the um, ordering what the people in front of me ordered trend? Were you a victim of that? I did not ever have
2: that happen. And I kind of wish that I did, because I feel like that would be fun. We did get a couple of, like, surprise me. Like, people would be like, just, like, surprise me. Make whatever you want. And, like, some of my coworkers – sometimes you get like you know you want to be a little snarky and be like okay you can have a venti ice water like that's my favorite drink but like usually I would try to make something fun for them and just like throw a bunch of syrups in a cup and call it I would
1: definitely try to win that contest personally I would be trying to like show them out and be like you thought you wanted a drink well bitch I'm giving you the best drink of your life like I'm gonna blow your mind (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um well, Wags is calling me so that means that that <coughs> that I only have another minute. Is there anything you want to plug?
2: Um no, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. Um I don't tweet that much, but I retweet some things and sometimes tweet about random shit,
1: but um we will yeah, put that in really- the um in the description of this podcast on Patreon. Yeah. And you guys, again, this movie was really great. Becca, you're fucking dope. It was. Oh, um, thanks, I'm, Molly. I'm so glad that we know each other now. And please, will you come do another one of these with me sometime? Yes, I would love to. Okay, let's keep you on top. I'm thrilled about it. Um, you guys, thank you for listening to this Patreon mini episode. Thank you for supporting the show and the network. You guys are amazing. Appreciate you always. And
0: I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.